0: Welcome to Money in the Air.
1: I work for Transparency Entertainment Group. I focus on world X usa neighboring rights on the performer side and rights holder side.
2: Hi, welcome back to Money in the Air, the neighboring rights podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. Today with me are Andrew, Tanya, and Tina, and we're going to talk about performer claim deadlines and payable roles. who wants to kick us off with the ppl deadline okay so we've got a
1: deadline coming up the ppl it's the 23rd of september and basically that means if you can get your claims in now on the ppl website then they should process them in time for you to have that royalty income come through into your account in the december payment so what we suggest you do is you log into the ppl portal open up your account, search for all the claims, recordings on which you made an audible contribution, select the recordings, pop them in the basket and claim your contribution.
2: Sounds really straightforward. Everyone go and log in and claim your recordings as a performer. Are there
1: any other deadlines we need to know about? So, yeah, just to echo what Gina was saying, that it is so important to get your claims in at PPL, especially if you've got a worldwide mandate with them or they're collecting in multiple territories because, you know, you want it to be included in their December distribution, sooner the better. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to touch upon payable roles. I know we haven't discussed that in a while. I look after quite a few keyboard players that also do lots of synth work and drum programming and other types of programming. PPL houses all of those variations and types of instruments, which is nice and easy. However, other countries in Europe it's they kind of use keyboard or keyboards as like this overarching umbrella term. So it's just a tip that if you are representing yourself or someone else and you played synthesizer or you programmed, especially in Portugal and the Netherlands and Belgium, you'll have to put keyboards to for it to qualify. And they will approve it and understand when they refer to Discogs to like Approve the claim. They'll see programmer synthesizer and t- yeah, they're like keyboards. That's fine. But yeah, a lot of countries do have programmer as a role. Um, Spain do AIE in Spain, Sami in Sweden. So yeah, but it's just worth knowing the different territories with their little quirks.
2: Are mixing engineers payable roles?
1: No. No, we've come up against this a few times, and yeah, it's not. The closest thing is programming, if you can prove that you know they made an audible contribution. And as we've discussed in previous episodes, being an artistic producer, like a producer in the room, only certain territories pay, as we all know. There's the USA, there's the UK, there's Germany and Spain. Uh, they all have their own like forms to submit, but it's, yeah. So basically, you're a producer or a programmer, but yeah, mixing or engineering. Yeah, we can't at the moment. It might change in the future, but right now.
2: But if you made a sound, an audible contribution, put down what that audible contribution was instead of saying you were the remixer or the engineer.
0: There is no deadline to claim your recordings at SoundExchange. We just advise that it's within a three-year window to avoid a complete loss of income. So you have up to three years from the date of release to claim your recordings to receive all of your Money that you've earned out there, but there is no hard deadline as to when you need to submit your claims. Or when you need to claim your recordings, mm-hmm. once a claim has been validated by their repertoire team, they'll go ahead and adjust every period that that recording has earned over the next few statements. In terms of the non-featured roles. Just need to make sure that if your recording is in the top 25,000 recordings of that calendar year, then you will probably have income sitting for you at the AFM. And in that case, you need to search the AFM's website. They have two buckets, essentially one for covered recordings and then the other for unclaimed royalties. So search your name to see if you have been identified as a non-featured artist musician to a top recording and then register with the AFM to collect on those royalties. But there's no specific qualifications other than you being a non-featured musician.
2: How do they determine the top 25,000 recordings?
0: They receive income, not income, but reporting from Sound Exchange, and then they do their diligence with uh, some other sources. Not incredibly transparent, but they are finding ways to substantiate what has earned. Most likely they're receiving some type of report from SoundExchange as to like what their top earning recordings were in that year. And then they're also looking at now Luminate. It was previously uh, Nielsen, as I'm assuming that they're using as well, to validate which recordings within that year earned the most. There are tax treaties between countries specifically for royalty income. And if you fill out the appropriate tax form, you will benefit from that and not get the 30% tax withholding. that
2: was brilliant guys that was short sharp and sweet really well done thank you for listening and if you're not already a member please go to www.ifr.co.uk that's i-a-f-a-r.co.uk or if you have any questions that we haven't answered info at ifr.co.uk see you next week bye